0: Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. We're in the second week of our series called Small is the New Big. Small is tall. And we're finding out that God uses the small insignificant things to do the biggest works in our lives. The biggest victories all throughout the Bible, the biggest victories in my life, the biggest victories that God wants to do in your life, will come through the small things. So many times we think that our gifts are too small, you know, our talents are, 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 are minuscule, Is just right, well, what I have to offer, and what in the world is that possibly going to do? And what it does is the enemy has talked us out of using the small things that we have. But if we'll put it in God's hands, we find out that God does the biggest things with the smallest stuff in this world. And if anything, as I've been saying, this is the series for me to teach. Can I get an amen anywhere out there? Come, on, I was built for this series. Smallest things. Look throughout the Bible, what God uses, right? You would think with David when he's gonna face the giant, remember that David was small. He was he was he was five foot three, he was Scotty back then, and he's going to fight nearly a nine-foot, some say even almost ten-foot giant. And you would think that God would, you know, give him something massive, maybe out of a video game, get one of those big old swords and epic, and it does magic and it disappears right. And no, what does David use? He uses some tiny little stones and a slingshot. Because if David came out with something big, then God wouldn't get the glory. God uses the little things which makes God look bigger in the world today. Gideon had almost 10,000 men to go to fight. And what did God do? He dwindled his army down to just a handful of men. Because 10,000 men, that's not a big victory. But a handful of men in God's hand, that victory is something we're still talking about thousands of years later. Jesus, right? You would think that you got 5,000 people to feed. It'd be great if God just had 1,000 Uber cars show up and just had pizzas and delivery. But instead, a little boy has a fish dinner. And Jesus uses something small to feed 5,000 and still have 12 baskets left over. Daniel had a, just a prayer that changed a nation. You go throughout the scriptures and you find out, right? It was the small things that made the biggest impact. And it's the small things that God has put inside of you. The small gifts and talents that God will use to make the biggest impact in the world that you are in today. In Matthew, in this uh, scripture that we have today, it's the story of the talents. Where one guy got one talent and another guy got three, another guy got five. Uh, Then the master comes back home. And, you know, even five isn't much. It's very small. And so what did you do with your five? The five says, I used them. And now I've made even more. And the three was the same thing. But the one found himself like many of us do because it's too small. What does it matter? What's what's the difference going to make if I use this? Right? So I just buried it. I didn't use it. Right? And so... We see here with the one that did the five, this is what the scripture says in Matthew. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with little, a few things. Now I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. I love that last part in there, right? Come and share as I use the little things in this life. There is a happiness or joy. When I use what I got to impact, when I use what I got right, to, to make a difference in people's life, there's a joy that seems to come that I share in my life. But when we hide it and we find, right, well, I want to be a ruler over much, then I'll make a difference. And the Bible says, no, no, no. First be faithful with the little gifts and talents that I have given you. Now use those things. Well, what things are you talking about? Well, a smile can make somebody's day an encouraging word. You got that. You can give somebody an encouraging word, right? You can go into the office with a little bit of enthusiasm. You can come home with some excitement. When your kids come down to go to school, right? You can be the up person that brings an upbeat attitude to the home. There's so many things that we can give some joy. We can give some people some peace, right? We can... Look around and find there's some people that we could pick up. Some of you teenagers out out there, this week you could you could change somebody's life by in the lunchroom simply looking around to that one new person who's sitting off by themselves, and you go over and you say, "Hey, come on, sit with me. Come on, somebody out there." You can. It'll be something they'll probably talk about 30 years from now, that you looked around your world and you made an impact with a simple invitation, with a simple including somebody and bringing them into your world that we have the opportunity every day to give something small and put it in God's hands and it makes such a big difference. My little granddaughter, she's like 15 months old right now and she's doing this new thing. So she, she'll be over, right? And she doesn't know, right? I haven't seen her yet. And I'll come in the room, and I'm like, I oh, love, right? And she'll, she'll get so excited. Yeah, she'll just scream. She's like, ah! She'll get so excited, right? And run on over and she doesn't know that this little small thing, this little, this little smile, this little excitement, makes my, it doesn't matter what's going on in my life. My whole life got a million times better. How <laughs> I many people know that we can, we can all live, in a sense, people's world? You don't know the difference that just some small things can do to make such a big difference, we're going to be in this story here today in uh, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 10, and through 16. We're going to read a few scriptures here today. So here we got Elijah going out, and God had said, "Hey, go to this town." And when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, "Would you bring me a little water in a jar, so I may have a drink?" As she was going to get it, he called, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. That's such a man thing, isn't it? As long as you're up, get me a sandwich, right? <laughs> no, that hits me hard. <laughs> so then she says, as surely as Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take my home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and eat it. Die. You can go to the next scripture. I'll read it here in a second. So I want us to see in our own world and, and place ourselves kind of in the place of this widow. So many times in our life, we feel like we have so little to give. Pastor, I don't have much, right? I, how can I give any joy? I barely have enough joy to keep myself going. I don't have any peace. Barely enough peace, pastor, right? I can, I, grace, I got everything coming against me in my life. I don't have enough to give. I have just enough for me to be able to survive. And when we have this widow mentality, it stops us from giving the little that we got. But I want to show you something different. As, so go to the next scripture for me. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as, as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me, and then make something for yourself and for your son." For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day of the Lord sends rain on the land because they had a massive famine. That's why she had nothing. And what I want you to understand today that if you'll just give the little bit that you have Right, Just give the little bit of joy you have. Give a little bit of encouragement. Though you think you don't have enough, that your joy will not run dry until the victory comes. Your peace will not draw dry until the breakthrough happens. Till God brings rain in that area of your life. Right? It seems like you're going through such a hard time. I have nothing to give, Pastor. But if you'll take that little bit and you'll put it in God's hands, you will not run dry. You will not run out. And what you think, in a mar- when I meet with, uh, you know, I pray with a marriage and they're struggling, almost always it comes to the conclusion, I ain't got nothing else to give. Pastor. I gave it all. And the husband, I like, I gave everything. I got nothing else to give. And what I try to explain to them, that if you'll just give the little that you have more, if both of you will just give a little bit more, if you as a husband will just make her feel valuable, Right, Send her a text or two a day, sharing with her how important. How, wives, if you'll just give him a little bit of encouragement before he goes off to work. Tell him how awesome and amazing. Just the little bit that you give, if you keep giving the little that you have until nothing will run dry, until the marriage is back where it needs to, until you got the victory in your marriage. You and I, the same thing. Just give a little bit. Go into your day, into your week with a little bit. I don't have much. But you know what? I can give a smile. I don't have much, but I can find and look around and find somebody encouraged and get them a, you can do this. You can handle this. I can pick somebody up. I can look around the office and maybe uh, 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 let somebody kind of share their heart with me. I can share something with my children, right? When I come up, and give them a little encouraging word. You still, even your adult children, you don't even know what it means, right? Well, how big it is. A little encouragement from dad or mom or a text means, a, and kids, Oh my gosh, you will change the world around you. You teenagers out there, this will change your life. If you simply found a time this week and text, like mom, and said, Mom, I'm so lucky to have a mom like you, you are such a. She would be like, Oh my God, buy him a car. Buy, get him a car. Oh my gosh. Come on, parents, you're going to get an amen? Wouldn't that change your world? It's like, Oh my God, we got nothing to eat in this house. My $150 sneakers are looking old. Oh my Lord. (laughs) I got an amen. But you give the little bit that you have. Well, I don't have much forgiveness. Give a little bit. Just give some some people some grace. You've made mistakes. And you give some grace to some people that, that have wronged you and done some things. Don't have a lot of grace, but give the little bit that you have. And what you'll find is the joy won't run out, the peace won't run out, right? The happiness. And as I use what I've been given, the Bible says that now I can join in the happiness. I can join in the joy. I can be a part of those big things in my life, the breakthrough until the breakthrough comes. So uh, not this Thursday, but Thursday before I had gotten up and I was laying in, in bed and I was, you know, you know, what? a little bit of thankfulness goes such a long ways. And I like to start my day off with God with some thankfulness, just giving God some thanks and, then I was kind of going over this teaching right here in my head. And then I told God, I go, God, I don't have a story. And you haven't given me a story like in a month. I, I, need, a, I, I need a story. Give me a story, right? And so I sat up in bed. I got my phone and I opened up my emails. And the first email was from the city of Mason. I'm like, ooh, my water bill, right? Boom, I got this new little computer thing on my water. And so I clicked that thing. And I, I was like, $1,172. my water bill is only $300. And I said, God, I hope this is not the story that we are starting. (laughs) So then I get up, right? And I got to go outside. I know it's irrigation, so there's something out there with a sprinkler broke or something for the love of all that's good and holy, right? And so I'm about to go outside, and then Holly goes to me. She goes, oh, the dog went to the bathroom in Savvy's bedroom, which our dog never does that, which though her saying the dog went to the bathroom is the understatement maybe of the lifetime." because it looks like my dog ate a basket full of prunes and then ran around the room for two and a half minutes while it went to the bathroom. No, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It was like a poopalooza. It was like a concert, like it was a, a poopacopolis. Like, it was crazy. There was more poo than there was carpet. There was 13 spots no loo loo I go in the room and, I, and so I look at it, I'm like, well, good news, now I have to kill the dog. And so this is, I didn't no, stop. We love our dog. God rest his soul. And so, <laughs> I didn't kill the dog. Stop. Don't write, don't email me. So we spent an hour, one hour, cleaning up all of the spots in the room. Now I gotta call zero red, and so I I go outside. I'm like, fine. I gotta go outside. I got a lunch appointment coming. I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna look at the sprinklers. As I get outside, right, and I got the, I I go to the sprinkler box, which is by my pool stuff. I have one of my pool pumps just screaming. Pool pump's going. So I turn that pool pump off. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then there's still another one going. Two pool pumps, not one. Two pool pumps are going bad. Fine. No big deal. I got to call. i just call. I got home warranty. So I'll call. I'm, I got to call the home warranty. So I get my AirPods out, my little Air, my my Apple AirPods, right? And I put one in my ear, and I don't need two. I put them in my pocket, my little bath, and my left one in my ear. And so I'm talking to them, and, and, and I get it all going. Then I got to go to lunch. So I got the doors off the Jeep. So exciting. So I, get, I got in the Jeep. I'm driving, and I'm going down Val Vista. I'm flying down Val Vista. Going about 55 miles, 54, so I don't get a ticket. And so I'm flying down Val Vista. And then I thought to myself, oh, let me put my AirPod, you know, away. So I reach in my pocket like this, and I grabbing it, and it's hard to get in there, right? And right as I got to the top, I'm right to pull it out, I hit a pit in the road. And right when I hit it, my hand went like this. So now my AirPod is, and I remember this, I saw it in the air, it was right here floating in the air. And I remember saying to myself, you just got to catch it. Right? I'm pretty. Athletic. I'm an athletic guy. I just got to catch it. That's not, this is not a big deal, right? And so, and I catch all the time. So I go up to catch it. At the very moment before I catch it, I hit another hole in the road, and my hand went like that, and I slapped my AirPod out the open door into oncoming traffic going 55 miles per hour, also, and it hit a zero-res van, and I saw it disintegrate. It just went poof. In a puff of smoke. Apple smoke, by the way. I let out a scream of frustration and syllables. It was just syllables. I didn't know what to say. There were so many things I was trying to say at one time. And, then I, and finally I got done with that, but a minute into it, and then I said, God, no more story. I don't want any more story. I'm done with the story. Right? Because I know, on the road we're at, this story's punchline is, and then I burn down my house. I don't want that story. <laughs> That's where we're headed with this. So no more. So I get to the lunch and I'm I don't have much joy to give. I got nothing to give. I got frustration to give. But I gather up, give the little I have. Have an epic lunch, right? Minister to someone. It was a blessing. It was great, right? Give a little I half. I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe that was what the story was. So I go home. I got a little bit of time. And uh, I I wanted to take a bunch of stuff down to a dumpster and get my garage clean. So I'm loading it up before my next appointment. And and then all of a sudden I hear, so we're two houses from our gate. And then there's a 35 mile per hour uh, street right out here, right? I hear a massive crash tires screeching, there's a crash, right? And so, as always, Andersons, we always pray. I pray, Lord, that everybody's healthy and fine. And so I'm loading stuff up, and then I feel like, hey, you know, a nudge, go see how they're doing. And I ain't got time. I got stuff to do. i got to get all this done. i got to meeting. I'm not going to go. they will be fine. They're, they're right. and I hear a nudge. Stop it. Give the little you have. I'm like, fine, I'll give the little I have. I don't have much, no. <laughs> Just God, you know, I have no more. I'm giving the last bit that I have. He said, it won't run dry. I- it might run dry. I don't know. And so I, I-, I-, I run out right past the gate and uh, sure enough, there's two vehicles, and there's an older woman, and, uh, and she, you're fine. She's like, Yeah, I'm fine. She's fine. No, no bruise or anything. And then there's a young 16 year old kid uh, there, a tall, skinny kid. And, uh, and you're fine. He's fine, but he's broken. He is weeping uncontrollably. He's just broken. And so I'm going over. I'm like, "It's gonna be fine. You got insurance?" He's like, "Yeah, I got insurance, but he's broken, right?" So I'm like, "No one called the cops yet because she was kind of in. She was dazed." So I called the police. I called the cops, and uh, they. Everybody's fine. Where are you at? But then she goes, "What kind of cars are there?" And I said, "Uh, I don't know. Hold on. Let me go over." And so I looked at the the older woman's car, and I'm like, "Uh, it's got a a weird T on it." She goes, "Tesla." I go, "Oh yeah, it's a Tesla." I go, "Yeah, yeah, that's a Tesla." And I'm like, "Ooh." She goes, "Oh no." I'm like, "I know, right?" And so she goes, what's the other car? So I go over, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this car is. So I go around to the front and I'm like, it's a Miata, it's a Mazda. Oh, it's a Maserati. She goes, she goes, oh my gosh. I go, oh my gosh, it's a Maserati. No wonder this kid is crying. He borrowed grandpa's, now I looked it up, $180,000 car. And when I say crash, he destroyed it. It was it was destroyed all the way, destroyed all the way up. And he's just weeping. He's just broken. And I'm like, I feel you, man. And so I, 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 we're we're both. And even the Tesla lady, we're like, we're helping him. We're trying to get him out of it. We're like, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be. All, you're gonna be good. And we're I'm praying and, and got him water and did everything that we can. And I got to thinking that here I was all caught up in my AirPod problem. that I didn't think I had enough to help somebody with a Maserati problem. Right? Isn't that kind of how life is? Sometimes we get so caught up in thinking that our AirPod problem is so huge, not realizing that there's a world out there that has Maserati problems. Come on, somebody out there. There's a Maserati problems out there. And I was even impressed with the lady with the Tesla. Because I thought I had AirPod problems. The Tesla lady had big problems. But yet she was ministering to the one that had the Maserati problem. And I want us to see in our own worlds today that when we feel like we have nothing left to give, there's always a little bit more of oil in the jar that we can give into somebody's life. That when you think you've got no more joy, you can give a smile. You don't know how far your smile will go. You don't know the difference it'll make. I want to close with this last example. And I'm, I'm asking for, a, 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 I want to bless a single mom who has small children at home. Do we have a single mom out there that would be willing to come on up uh, up there? Anyone up? You just have to come up because I can't see you with these bright lights. Single mom, come on up. If you're out there at all, I'm going to bless you. Come on, give a big hand clap. I think we got one coming up. <clears throat> single moms are... To me, uh, Maserati-type stuff that they're going through. I, Holly's gone for a day. I'm like, I don't know what in the world to do. Come on up. How you doing, young lady? I'm so glad that you're up here. Okay. So here I have. Now, originally I was going to ask you for a dollar, but then I got to thinking I'm going to give you a dollar. Okay? So now, normally I... Th- I, I right, you're welcome. <laughs> no, no, you're right. I, I got to thinking that, you know, I want to... Um, get a dollar from you, but I thought, everything I have, God gives us, right? So the dollar, even though it's small, was still given to her. Now, you could take that dollar, and you could go away now if you wanted to, or you could take the little bit you have and put it in God's hands. What do you want to do? Okay, you're put it in God's hands. Now, first, we gotta, I got to show you this, right? This little bag here. See, there's nothing in the bag. It's just a little bag. We're going to zip up the bag here, right? And then put, it, put that dollar into God's hands. So that dollar in God's hands, That little bit in God's hands, that smile that you give when you think you ain't got nothing else to give. It's that encouragement. When you feel like, I need some encouragement, pastor, but you decide, I'm going to encourage somebody today. That server that isn't doing a good job, I'm going to give them some grace today. I'm going to brighten up their day in what they're doing. That person at the office that just seems to be so mad at everything, you don't realize they're going through a Maserati problem in their life and you're going to be the difference maker in that office and you're going to be the one that gives them some love, gives them some kindness, gives them some grace because we are in the God line. We do things different, right? We smile when we don't feel like smiling. I give a when I don't feel like giving any joy. I give the little bit of oil that I have and the oil doesn't run dry. And then reach on in there and see what God does with that one little dollar. And what he put in there? He put a 50 in there. Go be blessed. Give her a hand clap. Come on, somebody out there. It doesn't seem like it makes sense, but I'm here to tell you today that if you'll take that dollar of joy, if you'll take that dollar of encouragement, you'll take that dollar of what you think doesn't matter, and you'll simply give it to God, God will return to you 100, 500, 1,000 times fold, and you will not run dry until the victory comes, until the breakthrough comes, until the great things happen in your life. God will continue to give and give to you. Only people know you can't outgive God. You can't give God. You can't give more than God will give to you. As I give, so it is given unto me. Pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing. You'll find that your life is full of God's best, and all that it takes is every day, never missing an opportunity to give into somebody's life. As you walk out of church today, you'll have opportunities. As you go home, you'll have opportunities. Now, you'll have opportunities to judge people, tell people what's wrong with them. you have opportunities to bring division, bring strife. But you also have opportunities to bring people together, to love on people, to make people feel like a winner. I think that a great life, I think the key to a great life is simply every person that leaves Scotty's aura, Scarry, Scotty's area, always leaves it better than when they first came in. That's my goal. It doesn't always happen, but I try very hard that every single person that God brings into my world, that they leave encouraged and built up and even just a little bit better than when they showed up. Imagine if as a church, come on somebody out there, what if we as a church, (laughs) do you know that we as a church could change Mesa, change the state? If even just this week, each and every one of us did that to the people that God brings into our world, be faithful with the little, God will make you ruler over much. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know where you're going to end up one day when you die. I want to give you that opportunity to get saved. It's simple. It's easy. You don't have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops. You don't have to be perfect. All you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and was raised from the dead. I get it. You're going to make some more mistakes. We all do, but it doesn't take away your salvation. When I believe, I'm saved. Say this prayer with me. Believe it in your heart and you're saved. Dearly Father, I ask you right now, come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. You're saved. Make sure you get yourself in a church. Be blessed. We'll see you next week.